I almost fell for the guy because he thought that he had won. Oh, yeah. He was like, we just won the war. I beat their army. And then all of a sudden this group comes and he's just like, no, no fair. No, no fair. No fair. You cheated. Like he, he can't accept it. But at some, eventually if he has to come face to face with the truth. But yeah. he refuses to be like, you won. All he can say is like, you cheated. That that was not fair. Right. Not fair. I thought that I had won. That is not cool. Welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. My name is Mike. My name's Kason. Last time we left off right at the tail end of Chapter 2 Law for Tactics Ogre. Now we're going to finish Chapter 2 and move into Chapter 3 and finish Chapter 3. That's the, yeah. the plan for today. So we arrive in the, well, actually. First off, first off, the fact that we agree with the Duke. So the Duke says, hey, Go and uh, work out a deal with the Dark Knights, right? Le- Leonard leaves, and Denim is basically like, okay, I'll go ahead and do it. By consenting to do it and continue this whole thing, we are, this is the first part of us going back on our promise to Kachua, right? The, the most difficult thing is that the Duke is de- good enough at spinning the situation to his benefit to where it's actually not clear to a young kid whether or not the Duke actually <laughs> lost, good right? Point. Now, yeah. to most people, they'd say, ah, that didn't go well. Um, but, you know, uh, somebody like Denim is going to have a hard time defining lose uh, to Kachua when it's like, okay, can we go home now? Like, that didn't go well. Yeah, but there's still hope, so we got to keep fighting. Yeah. And um, Kachua's not stoked about that. Uh, but this is the part where Denim is finally mostly, in my opinion, breaking his promise, although he doesn't see it that way. Yeah, I could see him not seeing it that way. Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. I, I really yeah. feel like the way that they handled the split yeah. between yeah. Kashua and Denim in this route was easily my favorite of, yeah. of the routes. I, I think they did a really good job of building this up to where, I mean, in like I said, in, in previous routes, I was like, Kashua, like, stop being annoying. Like, yeah. you're being totally irrational. You're, um, you make no sense. Like you're being selfish. Yeah. But in this one, I was on her side. I thought totally. that was really interesting. The way that changing just a few yeah. scenes or uh, scenarios can yeah. like totally flip how I feel about this. Because the scenes that come up later play the same in all the roots. Like when when she is saying, "You're leaving me," you know, and she's like kind of screaming, "Like you're all yeah. I have," ah! yeah. and she's like freaking. She's losing it. Yeah. And in Chaos Root, it's kind of like you know, creepy, crazy ex-girlfriend <laughs> kind of stuff. Whereas in this route, it's more like, like she has, her fears are so legitimate mm-hmm. and so understandable. And this reaction is so warranted yes. that it's kind of crazy that it's, it only, it only took a few scenes difference yes. to give you like a totally different view on how she's behaving here. Yeah, it's it's really good. That's yeah, wild. Um, so we got this battle in the Gorborza plane with Gaussen. He's like a ninja. Um mm. I, I felt like there was some good stuff here. Denim said, you must be part of the new Wallister Alliance. We share a common cause. Oh, yeah. So he's fighting with, like, RSL and, uh, oh, and Vice. Oh, that's right. Um, it's a cause. You abandoned our cause when you drew steel on your kinsman, traitor. Listen up, boys. That one, there's the hero of Goliath. I'm wondering why he didn't call him the butcher of Goliath. Ooh. Slaughtered the people of Bamamusa like cattle. All to slake his thirst for power. You're going to let him, you're going to let him and his bloodthirsty lord rule us? Uh, into the grave? I don't think so. For the alliance, and so he. This is what was interesting about this one. He tries to appeal to Kashua, 
And I wonder this was very interesting. if we maybe got this to choose a choice as Kashua. As Kashua. I yeah. that hasn't happened elsewhere, right? No, it hasn't. Okay. Yeah, that um, was uh, shocking actually. Uh this was this was really interesting. I, I really yeah. liked this actually because it, it kind of gave me the sense that this is like the line of defense. Because, you know, as you're setting up as a military strategy, right? Like, you're not just going to go occupy a place. You're going to have, like, forts or different places yeah. leading up to there. Yeah. So that you have... And scouts. People and... who can come back and warn yeah. you and uh, sort of, like, um, wither the opposing force a bit. Sure. They have to fight multiple battles before arriving uh, at your stronghold, right? So, yeah. it, like, it, it reduces their numbers and gives you plenty of warning ahead of time. Yeah. So, I feel like Vice, on their way to Rhyme, would have set Gaussen up here for that purpose. So, like, it makes strategical sure, yeah. sense to do it. Yeah. But also, maybe, hey, if Kashua comes along this way, try to convince her to fight with us and leave Denim. Mm. That's something I could see Vice asking uh, yeah, Gaussen totally. to do. Yeah. So totally. I almost saw this as a, like, hey, if Denim comes this way, try to get Kashua. Yeah, don't talk to him. To talk leave to him. Yeah. Because you know we know how Vice feels about Kashua, right? Right. So right. right. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of like that. Oh, so he. Good. So, but this the the way that this can go is so interesting because Gaussen's asking her with like a lot of confidence or almost like coming from a place of like, yeah, like standing or riding on like a, a high horse of yeah. morality, mm -hmm. like obviously your brother is like a crazy madman here and, right. and uh, trying to appeal to her this way. And so you can have one conversation where the choice is, who are you? Yeah. That's and what I chose. I think your face is not known to me. Like right. how do, how do you, how to know you? And he explains. Well, and he sort of starts to... stuttering at that point. Well, yeah. Well, in the second <laughs> choice, fun. what do you think or who do you think you are? Oh, that's the one. A much stronger way. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. one is like, wait, who are, who are you? Like, uh, yeah. what are you even talking about? The other one's, who do you think you are talking to me like that? Yeah, yeah. Much stronger you? response. Yeah. And that's where he's like, oh, well, uh, <laughs> he gets like all <laughs> nervous and stuff. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, gosh, would just that's like funny. shut him up, basically. Yeah. Um, even at the end of it, she's like, I follow uh, only one thing, my heart. And my, my heart, heart tells me to remain with denim. Valeria be damned. He's like, uh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's crazy, though. Her, the way yeah. that she does not care at all about what happens in Valeria at yeah. all. Right. I, I, I liked the second response, one, because I think it's consistent with how the character has been uh, throughout the whole game. Yeah. Like, even the, 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 the idea that you would bring up that I would leave Denim is, like, worthy of me just, like, getting all over yeah. you, like, putting you in your place. I should have how, your tongue for that. How dare you <laughs> even suggest such a thing? Yeah. And Denim's response at the end of that, he just says, sister. Like, I, I feel like he's almost yeah. like, wow, you know, like, she's so loyal to me even though we're disagreeing kind of thing right and i think that's stronger because he keeps at every turn she suggests something he's like no we're gonna do this 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 no yeah. you're wrong no 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 yep. and she's still loyal to him and he's i think noticing that but yet he still goes on and continues to just do what he wants yep, yep. and that really gives justification like we're saying for her eventually just breaking and being like I've had enough. Like I'm going back to Golia, right? Like yeah. you're you you have abandoned me already. You care more about this war, about your countrymen, than you do about me. Yep. And it's true, based on his actions. Um 
the next thing I have is when they get to to Rhine. The um, yeah, to negotiate with the Dark Knights. Yes. And uh, there's this symbolic scene of Denim, like running, outrunning her basically. That she's falling behind and he's going and she's like, is it really so important to get there so fast that we meet them while we're both out of breath? Like, wait, Denim, wait, you're you're leaving me behind, is what she's saying. Mm. And Denim's just running. And um, that's a scene that we did not get before yes. of a, a physically, it's just symbolic, but it still shows kind of like he's not very concerned about her. He really isn't. And he is kind of outpacing her and leaving her behind yes. and she's trying to keep up but physically she can't do it yes that's that's actually a good point because yeah. she has mentioned in other routes you know i'm a burden no longer and it was another routes it's ah, in chapter four yeah when yes is it four yeah chapter four in the scene where she can end up like stabbing herself yep, right yep. she's like i'll i'm a burden no more so she felt like yep. a burden she felt like he didn't want her around and I think, again, that's strongest, their strongest support for that is given in law. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're there to see Lancelot. Um, and uh, they find Leonor instead. So Leonor ends up coming up with like, can I have a word with you? You know, um, Sir Lancelot was good enough to oblige me to be able to, you know, come and see you. I, wanna, I need to talk to you. Cash was like, why the secrecy? Yeah, yeah. Leonor says, it's a matter of grave importance. So two knights block the door, and Denim and Cash will wait for Leonor to speak. The resistance teeters on the edge of the void. We lost a great many men in the battle of so at Sanji. And each day we lose more to desertion. Yep. Why do you think that is? Denim, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that later on, <laughs> later on, Lanar calls him out and says, you know, yeah. you know, and you agree with me. Yes. And Denim has to kind of hang his yeah. head down and say, yes. That, that's a good point. I think yeah. if you don't read it as he's literally just dumb and doesn't know, <laughs> it's more like he's saying, he's, I'm trying not to pick sides here, Lanar. Yeah, I don't being know. Loyal. I'm, yeah. I don't know, Lanar. What do you want me to say? Yes. Kind of a thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. It is our leadership or lack thereof. We were defeated at Sanji because we rushed into battle too soon. We moved before the enemy's forces were fully divided and see where it has led us. Already we hasten toward a greater error. If we place ourselves at the mercy of the Dark Knights, we betray everything for which our kinsmen died. Think it not so, or think you not so? Until now, I have been patient, too patient, perhaps. Triumphs over Galgastan, or triumph over Galgastan is more distant than ever. Wallister rots from within. Our resistance needs a new leader. I believe you are he. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it's important yeah. to note he doesn't think this. This is a, a totally a manipulation. Yeah. Um, but there is some root for room for debate on that point. And this is the one thing that I, I'm going to bring up later. It's in a conversation between Denim and Ravnus about Leonor, where I, I thought I was losing my mind. Like... Yeah. There is no way this I can take this dialogue seriously. You guys cannot. There's no way this is sincere, right. based on what I had read of Leonor and seen of Leonor, and I had yeah. been there the whole time. But the fact that maybe he really did intend in all of this for Denim to come out on top is something I want to get the audiences and our commenters, our patrons' opinions on, because. I have a very hard time seeing that. Yeah. Very hard time. I don't. I Based don't, on. I don't see it. Yeah. 
But I, I would like to, if you think that that's the case, please enlighten me because <laughs> I, I cannot for the life of me see it. But basically, you have to ignore everything he says and just <laughs> look at his death words, the words of his death <laughs> on each route. And then you'll find that they're actually quite similar across each route. Yeah. But everything else he says is just, he's just, he's just a liar. He's just wrong and he's a fake person. Yeah. So the Duke has played his part. It falls on us to draw the curtain. This is madness, says Kashua. Do you have any idea what you're saying? Lanar, only too well, Kashua, your brother sees it too. You would murder the Duke. A man you swore to honor, I'll not believe it, says Kashua. This is something somebody else brought up in an earlier episode about why they thought, again, I shouldn't be doing this because I said I wouldn't <laughs> about like thinking about the characters and cross yeah. timelines. Well, he swore an oath, and so therefore he wouldn't betray the Duke. Well, here he is doing it. So, you know, Congrats. That, that argument doesn't really work in defense of <laughs> what we were saying about Leonard no. earlier. Um, Sister Leonard is right. If we continue down this road, the resistance is finished. Those who gave their lives at Balmamusa will have died for nothing. We must win this war, whatever the cost. The Duke is lost already. So, again, we're kind of bringing into the, in, into the mix here of our of our theme of the game, which touches a lot on do ends justify the means. Right. Denim in this route is very much an ends justify the means. He has to be that way. He it's has the been, only yeah. way that it justifies what he did right. at Balmamusa. He's got to commit. Yeah. <laughs> so Lanar says, night and day soldiers desert the Duke's army. The people love him not, but you, you have accomplished much. So he's talking us up. Mm -hmm. uh, you have the people's trust, the vigor of youth, Yes, the people will see the brightness of our future in you. We could ask for none better to lead. He's just totally like totally yeah. talking Denim up to get him to do this uh, with no intention of actually falling through with it. Yep. Cashwell, this is absurd. My brother is no leader. You brought that up earlier. Yeah, this is absurd. My brother's no leader. What's, what a thing to say in front of someone. Yeah. Right? Uh, but really, she's letting her heart speak for her. He yeah. can't be a leader. Yeah. If he's a leader, that means that he and I can't like go just live a peaceful yeah, life. We just can't the just two like peace up. Yeah. Like he promised so, to do. Yeah. <laughs> like he promised. <laughs> uh, choice one uh, for us because he asks Denim, what, what would you say? Yes, this is my calling. I like this for how this goes. So he, yeah. Denim buys it. He just like yeah. takes it hook, line, and sinker. Yes, I was born to lead. This is, I am, I am a hero. This is my true yes. path or whatever. Right. And like, yeah. just, I, I like that choice for that. So, um, but cash with this Jape has gone too far. Do you truly think that people will follow the man who slays their Duke? Always you trust to steal for deliverance, but where has it led us? We are beaten. Accept this and let us quit this island, please. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That's it. No, not yet. Our battle is far from over. Oof. Someone must bloody his hands. If there is none other with courage to do so, let it be me. And he's already done it, right? Oh, so yeah. this is like, oh, this is nothing compared to what I've already done. Yeah. So sure, why not? Let's do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, choice two is I could never replace the Duke. And this more or less is like, nah, there's no way I could lead. And Lair's like, okay, well, before we speak about that more, just I'm, I'm glad you're on my side. So like either way, the, the story goes the same, but I just like right. the idea of Denim buying into this hero oh, of complex. course he's 17 yeah like any any kid with promises of that nature it like just look at i don't know young people who get famous nowadays right like it's yeah. easy enough for them to just get wrapped up in the whole vision of grandeur 
yeah. and to think, oh my gosh, I, you're right, I can do it. It's me. And most kids are arrogant enough to think they could actually, you know, lead a country. Yeah. Okay, so from there, the plan is that we'll go back to Almorica Castle and attack it. You must return yeah. to Almorica and strike before the Duke realizes aught is amiss. Um, but this is where we run into vice in with, the town. With our ceiling, with, yeah. Yeah, with Arsa. Um, or Arsa. <laughs> who would have thought we'd meet again like this? I think it's the first time we've seen Vice since the choice yeah, at the so. end of chapter one. And I love seeing him with that portrait, that composed <laughs> portrait. Because after going through chaos and neutral, <laughs> and to see Vice is just like, just like this noble, moral, you know, kind of person, <laughs> upstanding. It's really funny. It, it's it's definitely different. Um, yeah. Uh, so would have thought we'd meet again like this, Denim Vice. What are you doing here? He says, I had hoped the good knight Lancelot might lend me his aid. Same thing that Denim mm. did in the other route. Right, Denim was right. like, well, uh, Ham uh, Lancelot Hamilton, the, the holy knight Lancelot, is in rhyme. Let's go there and, and see if he can help us out. Right. Vice is essentially doing the same thing. So um, that's why he's there. RSL is with him. Um, you need only give the word Vice, and Vice says, calm RSL. Our quarrel now would only leave our strength diminished. So right. he's not bent on killing Denim with his own hands at the first opportunity. He's much more focused on like the long-term goal here. He's yeah. much more composed, reserved. Yep. He's not going to outburst. He's not going to act rashly totally against everything he was in chapter one, but okay. <laughs> the different person this time. Yes. Um, then RSL says, but they are the backbone of the resistance. We must strike while we can. Vice says, Gaussen said much the same thing, and now he feeds the worm. So that's the guy we fought in the last battle. Um, Kashua says, RSL, how did you come to be here? Vice, do you mean to? No, you wouldn't. Uh, thinking, I think what she's thinking is, RSL wants to kill my brother. Vice is with her. Are you going to try to kill Denim? Right. No, no. And um, let's see. Not to worry, Kashua. Our enemy is elsewhere, he says. So he's not. Right. He's not. He, his focus is not on Denim right now. Right. Very, very, very interesting turn or different different person, really. Different character. Um, but RSL's like, nope, I'm going to kill him. So uh, it is what it is. I don't care what you say. I'm killing him now. And so Vice <laughs> kind of gets roped into the battle, but yeah. he didn't really like want it to go this way. Um, Damn that woman, he says, it should not have come to this. Call off your men, Denim. A fight between us serves no purpose. The Duke who pulls your strings, he is the enemy. He cares nothing for liberating the Wallister. He thinks only of the kingdom he might build for himself. It is he who plays each clan against the other. He who sacrifices the blood of his kinsmen. Anyone who ignores the will of his people and uses them as a means to an end is my enemy. Who knows all the Duke has wrought? Uh, who knows all the Duke has wrought better than you, Denim? You should know as better than I do. Right. Quite a speech, says Denim. But it is your actions that concern me, not your words. What can you know, you who ran from the truth? I that line. Hmm. struck me because denim yeah. denim is using all the same ex like same types of platitudes or, or excuses that all the people we fought yes. in the other timelines were saying yeah, it was funny. really weird to hear dialogue like that coming yep. from his mouth <laughs> yep yep really funny really interesting <laughs> i was like wow I that, noticed that. that that is 
It feels weird being yeah. on this side of things at this point. <laughs> Vice says, it was you who ran, not I. You talk of revolution, but revolution without principles is meaningless. What happened to the old denim? Has lust for power blinded you to the damage you do? So now he's the one trying to yeah. call back the old denim. All as the if, he's got his principles. As and, if yeah. he's, you're my great friend. I can appeal to you. And you've always been I my great friend. I didn't grow up hating you. I really was <laughs> your friend. Yes. Um, so yeah it's, yeah, it's reversed from the end of the chapter two battle from the other route where Den Denim was the one trying to be like, Vice, I want to be your friend still. Come yeah. on, like where's the old Vice kind of thing, right? Vice says, uh, what you've done is treason. I'm sorry it's come to this. Um, oh, because Denim had said, always quick to judge, Vice, so impatient for results. A mountain is climbed in steps, but you expect to vault to the top in a single leap. Can't you see that what we've done, what I do, is vital? So he's just justifying himself, justifying right. himself. Uh, Cashwa says, I would not have thought to find you in league with the New Wallster Alliance, Vice. Vice says, in league, Kashua, the New Wallster Alliance is my creation. Of course, no wonder Gaussen knew so much of me. I guess that confirms it. Uh, I, I had, yeah. miss, I had missed that, uh, yeah, that's it. that part of the dialogue there. Vice says, you remember our life in Goliath? Miserable as it was. Oh, I think this is probably optional dialogue. Isn't that right, Ivan? I don't know no. if you necessarily have to see this part between Kashua and Vice. Maybe I didn't see it. Maybe that's why. I... Anyway. You remember our life in Goliath, miserable as it was, you had your brother, I had nothing, but I don't hate my father for it. See, he did hate his father and the other, uh, it wasn't his fault. When I saw what happened at Bama Musa, I finally understood. It is men like the Duke who bear the blame, these so-called noblemen. Wait, let me read that again. When I saw what happened at Bama Musa, I finally understood. So, so is it's this like, missable dialogue? It's like Balma Musa served as some kind of like key, yeah, sort of like, like a make or break point where like people go in radically different directions. Yeah, and and that that, that that's not entirely. That's what like, I was about to say. It's kind of understandable. Yes, it's like obviously I can't jump timelines in real life to like key <laughs> moments like this. Who knows? It might be just what like kind this. of person did I become if I had yeah. made that choice or that choice? Yeah. But there's a part of me that I think intuitively or in inherently like wants to reject the idea that some singular moment would change my personality so radically, yeah. but maybe that's limited thinking. It might be because there could be something that you would do that if you ever admitted to yourself that you had made the wrong choice there, that it would be like, let's say, let's just say that it was very important that the United States go into Iraq <laughs> and Afghanistan <laughs> in 2002. And, and let's just pretend that it was useful and important and good and all of that. Yeah. And that you're the one that orchestrated nine 11 and you're the one that did the whole thing. And, if at any point things stop working out and it turns out that you shouldn't have done that, you can't admit that. Like when yeah. you do something that big, when you kill thousands of people, right? You like, what will it take to get you to admit that? Yeah, that was, I shouldn't have done that. Um, it's going to take something huge and you will do anything to defend yourself mm -hmm. from uh, having to face the actual, um, 
the actual consequences of your actions, not what you thought you were maybe going to yeah. do if things work out well. Yeah. Right. And I, I do know people who have done things that they severely regret or that they would severely regret if they ever stopped to think about it. Yeah. And that they can't. Like yeah. they can't. I, I, if I ever, um, if I ever acknowledge that that wasn't the right thing to do, especially if it involves other people, you know, then like they can't live with themselves. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I'll say about this as I'm thinking about it. The, I mean, the extreme radical change in, in, um, vice between these routes is, I think a huge stretch for just that one singular moment. I think being, having 17 years of life and being a certain way and having a certain set of morals and whatnot, I don't think that all changes on one single hinge point necessarily. Unless it's that. Unless unless you work a shaded (laughs) 9-11. What I will say, though, is that I do think there was a huge hinge point in my own life. Yeah that led me to not being a religious person today. Oh, right. And had that gone the other way, I'm sure, as much as I wouldn't like to admit it, (laughs) that probably wouldn't be the case. I would probably just as much today had this single thing gone this way have been still very much a religious person now. However... That's a hard thing to admit. Most people can't do that. (laughs) I think I can say that. Okay. But what I... What that doesn't say is yeah. that I would turn into a freaking lunatic, murderous, freaking evil human being one yeah, way. That and your general. Like the, have all of the moral principles in the other. I right. think that's too extreme, but I can see there being a hinge point in which your huh. beliefs about the world sure. can be quite different, even though if you at the core are still the same person. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So I do actually. Well, I, I have I have a thought that kind of just showed up and actually it also just left suddenly. <laughs> so perhaps I shouldn't say it. Um Oh, okay. So this is a thing that people do, right? So we've talked before about how memory works, right? Mm-hmm. That memory isn't necessarily a filing cabinet that you pull out the memory and you see it and it's preserved. Oh, yes. Memory yes. is actually, a, there's a lot a more process of, of a creation. creation that happens within memory. Yeah. Like there may be some markers and some compressed information and some notes here and there, but for the most part, it triggers a creative process in the mind that yes. kind of recreates the memory. You're not, yes. when you remember things, you're not seeing things as they were. You're seeing a recreation through your modern current eyes. Yes, that's right. right. And what's difficult about that, I, once again, I I know somebody, possibly the same person, <laughs> who who has what they call false memory syndrome. Sure. Um, who has created uh, a different past from for themselves from sure. from what actually happened. Yes. And um, this particular person, uh, <laughs> um, this is the kind of person who can't admit things ever like there's no way that they could ever admit because they have made some decisions about their life based on things that never happened yes and that it would be so much it would be so hard for them to just be like oh never mind after like you know decades and decades of, of of this whole kind of thing but but remembering things falsely when it comes to vice 
we're, it's funny. We're, we're going to totally, we're vice apologists all of a sudden. <laughs> um, but as it comes to vice, when something big happens that defines your life, yeah. right? Like I orchestrated 9-11. <laughs> that <laughs> defines your life. Like you yeah, are that guy yeah, forever, right? Yeah. Then all of a sudden you kind of redefine your past to fit in line with that, to make yes. sense of why of you that. did it, of what you did. Because for Vice to just be like, oh, I was only 17 and I shouldn't have done that. Most people just can't go there. They have to yeah. say, well, you know, I never really liked denim anyways. You know, really, actually, mm, like denim Denim was kind of a jerk. You know you know what? Now that I think about it, that one time he pushed me over this when we were seven, I think he did that on purpose now that I think about it, yes. now that it's been 15 years. Yes. You know, I think that denim actually, have you seen people do this before? Oh, by the way? sure. I have too. In fact, maybe I've done it myself. Yeah. I, don't, I'm, I would be oblivious to it. Somebody would have to point it out to yeah. me. But it's entirely possible that People do this, and the person that I know who basically lives a life of doing nothing but this all the time to their past over every day, just redefining and re-changing their past in view of whatever they're struggling with today, and oh, oh, it must be, oh, oh, you know what, I remember now. Back in my past, this thing happened, oh, that's why. And it, it's it's a way for you know this person to kind of live life and be okay with the past. Yeah, um, They can kind of recreate it as they go. It's also just a, a difficult way to live. But when you have a, a an event such as Balma Musa that you you uh, that you uh, that it begins to define you that you can't get away from it that you cannot ever accept that that was the wrong thing to do. Yeah. A denim slowly accepts that it was the wrong thing to do. Vice never does. So yes. Vice needs to then change the past to fit in with his memories. And I hate denim now. I must have always hated him. I think that's really, really profound. Mm. And I love that you brought up um, the whole, because I think we talked about memories in, which podcast was it? Xenosaga, maybe? It might have been Xenosaga. Yeah. yeah. We had talked about how, you know, the, the process of memory recall is seen by most people, like you said, as a yeah. file you pull out. Yes. And here's this record of it. Yeah. And it's not that at all. You are, every time you think about that, you're recreating it, and, yeah. and the, uh, there was a study you're that was adding done. to it, and yes. you're deleting from it. There each was time. a study yeah. that was done on this around, of all things, 9/11. It was a bunch <laughs> of a bunch of people were um, pulled. Perfect. They were pulled yeah. in right after the event. I remember this now. Yeah, and they were told, "Tell me everything you remember about the day, yeah. where you were, what right. clothes were you wearing, um, what was happening, where did you go, what did you eat for breakfast that morning, all these things." Then they came back, I think, a year later, mm. and then they came back two years later and had them try to recall the, you know, everything they could remember. And it was something like 50% of yeah. their memory recall was degraded after one year or something yeah. like that. Like half That's crazy. of what they remembered about that day was either gone or changed yeah. after one year. My guess is it just mixed with other memories. Yeah, would be part of it. That yeah, you were wearing a different shirt the next day, and you just both those memories as as things kind go of fused. Yeah. yeah, as things move further away in time, they kind of start to meld together a little bit. Yeah. So, I think what you're saying is is really profound because this process already exists even when you're not motivated by something. Yes. Yeah. Then you get really motivated to justify a traumatic, huge thing that happened. Right. And it's like, okay, yeah, I can see where something like, actually, I hated you all along. 
becomes the story you tell yourself about something. Yeah. Whereas in this course, you don't go there because there's no need to justify what you did. Right. And so you're not motivated to reinterpret those memories, which are already right. degraded by however many years you're separated <laughs> yeah. from them. That's a really then, interesting point. And then you don't have a psychotic break, which is basically yeah. what he had. Yeah. I actually really like that. Hmm. Head cannon. It is head cannon, but I think Insert it's it. about the best hand cannon that yeah. I've ever heard to explain <laughs> such a massive difference yeah. of character. Because it's really difficult to explain any other way. Like, you know, I was just saying a little while ago, that's very extreme yeah. to, for one hinge point to change somebody so much. But the hinge point is really extreme. It's 9-11. It's yeah. about the most extreme <laughs> thing uh, as far as pressure of a choice that could be put on a person. Yeah. And... You know, I guess maybe it was it was hard to see that for Vice because he doesn't seem to be affected by it because right. he was already kind of like this in chapter one. He was already yeah. an a-hole. He was already, <laughs> you know, yes. like he already acted that way before. He was pretty rough, yeah. But, but what you're saying, I think, if you're looking at it, it could just like take those particular aspects of his personality which might have been manifesting more because of how desperate he felt in the situation they were in right. and the fact that our people are there's a genocide happening and he's he's very urgent and so like this is bringing out this more aggressive side of his personality right. that those then things, just takes over those things just get launched into yeah. a next level yeah. after you are guilty of massacring 5,000 year old people right like I think that is a, a perfectly suitable explanation psychologically for what would happen to a yeah. person in that circumstance. The only critique I can think of to something like that would be that it presents, if we're going to accept something like that, it, it gives us the un, the unreliable narrator problem yes. for basically everyone. Sure. That everyone <laughs> is rewriting their memories in terms of the present. Yeah, I mean, and, that's true. But it's just a it's fact. It's just a fact. <laughs> it's, it's just a fact. <laughs> I mean, not 100%, but probably like 80, well, you said 50% after one year. Yeah. Like at some point, it's probably something like 90% of your memories yeah. are created. And the other 10% is just whatever bits are actually stored somewhere. Dude, no I, one even knows where the memories are stored. I, I, I'll talk to friends that I had from, let's, I guess it would be 15 or 16 years ago. Yeah, now, yeah. And they're bringing up this stuff, and I'm and like, you I have <laughs> no memory at all of what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And they're like, oh, here's a photo. And I'm in the photo. <laughs> and I'm like, That's I funny, don't man. remember this at all. Yeah, How is crazy. that possible? Right, right. It wasn't that long ago, but then I remember. <laughs> Which is just, it's baffling to me right now. Yeah. I, I almost, I, I think another part of that episode where we talk about memory was that you, your formative years are where you make the most memories, right? So uh, they will you're inform like your life. teenage years, basically, yes, yes. like young, like uh, maybe yes, like 14. 10, like uh, when you be, start to become like an older kid in like you're nine, 10 years old, all the way through high school kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, something That's like that. where you create the most memories in your whole life. Yeah. And after that, you don't make nearly as many. Yeah. So it's almost like my point of reference for my memory oh. is the formative period. Right. So if I'm thinking of sense. myself at 15 years old, what I remembered about my life yeah. and thinking my memories were a lot stronger about 15 years ago, but that was, <laughs> I'm more than twice past yeah, that Yeah, that's now. crazy, yeah. 
Like, I've lived more than half my life after yeah. that point of reference in which I think about myself in my identity. If, I don't That's know if that so makes funny. any sense. But well, it's and like, you were just a different person back then. Yeah, totally was. <laughs> Almost completely physically. And so there's way more years of separation between me and that time period I just mm-hmm. talked about where I'd totally forgotten than me at 15 from what I remembered about being seven. Oh, yeah, that's or true. Or yes, yeah, whatever yeah. it might be, right? Right. So, yeah, my memory of my life would have felt a lot stronger then because yeah. there wasn't enough time to forget it yet. But also, <laughs> I, my my brain was doing more work to create and store memories anyways. Right. Yeah. So my memory was just better yeah. altogether. Yeah. So it's it, that's, uh, I think, another reason why it feels like time goes so much faster mm, when you get true. into adulthood and after yeah. that because you're actually not storing nearly as many yeah. memories. It's just feel like it's just literally then gone out of your brain. Flies, time yeah. is, And then before you know, erased. it's been an hour. And what did you do? <laughs> I don't, I actually know what I've done the past hour. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, good, good chat. That's about, where about we're vice at here. Um, and revolution without principles is meaningless. I don't um, even know if we're going to get into chapter three. We might episode. not make it. Um, I met Can- Canop- Canopus. <laughs> Canopus oh, says that he walked away from a friend once. Yeah, this is probably a reference to well, Vice and Denim, right? It's like well, it's a it's probably a reference to um, Ogre Battle. So like oh, some right, quest for him. that happened yes, in yes, the first yes. game. Yeah, but it, yeah, you're right. But the instigator for him to say that is, hey, you guys used to be friends. Like, don't throw yeah. away friendship so easily. Um, let's see. Uh, let's get into Almorica here. So you end up winning that fight in Vice and RSL leave. Um, there is another scene with Lancelot and Barbus. Oh, because they attack. The, yeah, the, 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 the dark, attack happens. Yeah, the Dark Knights attack. Yeah, the explosions. That all, that all happens just like the before. same way as before. Yeah. Um, and starting about now, a lot of previous scenes that we've already seen happen before yeah. are going to start happening more often. Things right. that we've already covered and that we've already kind of seen. Right. So you, you go back to El Marco. Ronway is told that, uh, you know, the Bakram have attacked Rhyme. He's like, oh, my gosh, what is going on here? Yeah. And then also, oh, but also uh, Denim, Denim is coming now. He's knocking you. on the door with an army. <laughs> And Duke's like, hey, but Frank, but ah. and and what's so funny is that with so much lead up time, yeah, um, I think the the messenger even tells him, hey, Duke, you should probably get out of here. He's like, but, but to where will I go? And fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. But you're gonna die. And don't you have one of those little warp stones that everyone, everyone seems to have? Has, everyone like, has a warp stone. No, okay, well, stone, I don't know it. if he knows about shift stones yet, <laughs> but um, if he knows about, maybe they've been kept from him this whole time. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple battles, uh, Gates of Elmorica, then Elmorica yeah. Passageway. I don't think and there's much to say about those. I, I predicted, I knew that Leonar was going to be the one to kill him because yeah. I knew that we were going to kill Leonar. Yeah. <laughs> and, and no people would accept a king, not nobody, but it's very difficult to accept a king who killed the previous king. Yeah. In fact, this is actually, this actually goes back to uh, a story in the Bible about King David and how he kind of became king because after he kills Goliath, everyone loves David. It was pretty well set in stone. Like, David's going to be king one day. Yes, right. But there already was a king. His name was Saul. And he yes. was not happy he that like the that people really liked David more than him. <laughs> and he could see that David was going to be the next king. But he had children. He yeah. wanted his son to be the next king. Yeah. And so he tried to he tried to kill David, right? Yeah. But there's one moment. I think there's at least one or two. I think there's one specific point where David um, kind of plays a trick on Saul and lets Saul know, I could have killed you. 
And I could have put myself up as king after killing you, but I I didn't. Mm. I chose not to. And from that point on, Saul kind of, uh, Saul ends up getting killed in battle a little bit later on, uh, but Saul kind of drops it, right? He's like, okay, what's going to happen is going to happen. And But because David didn't kill Saul, he is seen as a very good example of a king, even though he did some projective stuff. Oh, yeah, but but sure. <laughs> generally speaking, the Bible presents him as like, this is this is 90% how a king ought to be, right? <laughs> like, okay, great. Um, but, but it's because he did not start the process of just like uh, the Greek mythology, right? How you have Uranus and Gaia, and then um, the son of Uranus, Cronus, decides, I'm going to kill my father and usurp mm-hmm. his throne in the heavens. Right. And then... As soon as he does it, he's like, I've opened myself up to the same fate. Then his son kills him because yeah. that's what he did to his father. Then will you reap what you sow? Then Zeus ends up killing Cronus and then putting himself at the seat yeah. of the heavens. And anyways, um, that whole system can go just like what, one of the things that this game is saying in general is until someone breaks the cycle, the cycle will continue. Yeah. And in the Bible, that was King David. He broke the cycle of I killed the king, now I'm king. But it's really difficult for people to accept that you're only king because you killed the king. Like, that's not as cool. Whereas David was able to resist that urge <laughs> to kill the, the king and to actually step into it in a more peaceful manner where he's king because he did something great, yeah. not because he just killed the previous king. Right. So when Denim is going, when Leonard is telling Denim, just go kill the king and then you're the king and everyone will love you because you're a good leader. It's like, that's not how this works. No. Like, <laughs> but, but Leonard then takes it upon himself. This is so interesting. This is how it had to go, even though Leonard says, I didn't plan it this way, but this is how it went. But Leonard had to be the one to kill the king. Yes. That way Denim has the deniability to say, the king was killed by someone else, but I'm going to replace you now, right? Yeah. I am now the, the new king, but I'm not the one that killed the king before. That was the, uh, Leonard's the one who got his hands dirty. Yeah. Now, the way Leonard presents it is that it had to go this way because if Leonard kills Denim, then Leonard would have said Denim killed the king. Yes. Because that all the evidence pointed towards Denim, because Denim attacked the castle. Well, I think he says all that, that directly, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's yeah. like, if... I, you're the one who's going to uh, have the hands bloody, and then I will step in and say, I killed the guy who killed the king, and now I can be your new king. And then the people will accept it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, whereas the way that it ends up going, which is the true way, because Leonard is the one who actually killed the king, and then when we kill Leonard, it's like, okay, this is how it had to be. Yeah. And I, it's way more palatable than the the chaos version of when Leonard dies, where he's like, okay, secretly I wanted you to kill me the whole time. Um, <laughs> that didn't go as well with this one. It was really good because Leonard was like, at the very end, Leonard's last words are essentially like, I knew that one of us had to die though. Truthfully, I'd prefer it to have been you. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> but this is enough to secure peace. Duke had to die. And then whoever, um, whoever killed him needs to then be killed by who will become the new king. That's, that's how it has to go. That's yeah. like the archetype of this. Yeah. And and so one of us, and who cares who it is, you'll be a better king than the Duke. I would have been too, but, you know, let's leave that side because I'm dying and coughing up blood right now. He even says ha, just one ha. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when it's one ha and a period, not an yeah. exclamation point. Yeah. So it's like, truth, I'd rather be me. Ha. Like, <laughs> like, not a real laugh, but like an ironic kind yeah. of acknowledgement yeah. that, right. wow, how fate, you know, how the wheel you know, treats us little humans on its stage. Yeah. Uh, but that's the connections that I can see there. And the way that Denim rises to the kingship is proper enough and, and the people will accept it. It does help 
the later scene that I was talking I about with Ravnus I've and Denim. I thought about that. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say the Chaos Root Lanar, and I'm like, I don't think. No, no, no. Okay. The, the, this route where the you talk with Ravnus later. Okay. Because sure. she's like, oh, Lanar was a brave man and all this stuff, and oh, Denim's okay, like, sure. he gave his life for. That's right. And I was like, he gave his life. You had to take his life because he tried to kill you. Yeah. It didn't. Now, it was not clicking for me. You're right. The truth is that he was trying to kill Denim. Like, he that's was. Because, I mean, he says, yeah. I would have preferred yeah. that I that, was the one. That I had lived and you had died. Yeah, but yeah. If, you, if you put it in that way that the only way the people will accept mm-hmm. whoever's going to lead now, they have to be the one who didn't kill, didn't kill the king. Ronway. They have to be yeah. the one who slew the person who... The traitor who killed, who committed the, the coup. Yes, and then that and then it sounds good. like a plan. Yeah. Now I had to use the Bible to sense. to fill in the lore of this world. <laughs> right now, I don't know if everyone else's headcanon is quite there, uh, but that's the way that I interpreted this. Yeah. The way that I saw it, and it I actually kind of made sense to me. I think that I think that that works. Well, because the reason was is because from the very beginning of the plan, where Leonar is like, "Hey, you go in." And then uh, if you kill the king, then everything will be great. You'll be the new king. And my it, immediately I thought of King David. But I was like, eh, but this isn't really going to play out that way. So my note for that didn't come until later when I saw how it played out. And I was like, yes, straight up King David. Right yeah. there. That's it. Okay. So that's it. So Lanar kills Runway. Uh, and then he basically says to us as we come in, what are you doing? Because he draws his sword on us. Um. Something that would have been impossible were it not for you. You die, taking responsibility for both the revolt and the death of the Duke, and the resistance rallies to me. Truly, you have my undying gratitude, Denim. So, this was something, this kind of plays a little bit into even the chaos side of Lanar. Lanar had contingencies. Yeah, that's right. This goes this way, and you take the rule, or it goes this way, and I do it. But either way, it works. You know what? That's genius, though, to set things up in such a way that no matter what the outcome is, it's it's a it's a victory. I, right? I still question why. It, well, in this circumstance, it's yeah. it's Ronway's assassination that mandates. But why can they just blame someone else? Like I don't know. Right. Like, why does it have to be Leonar or Denim that take uh, responsibility? Right. They could have just scapegoated. They could anyone, pin it on right? literally anybody. You're right. Like, yeah. That other guard who, who Lanar slays in the room, yeah. he tried to kill the Duke, and I arrived, and it was too late, but okay. I slew him. For the people then of Denim the kingdom, doesn't have to die. You're right, you're right. For the people of the kingdom, and yeah, then you don't need to get rid of your best general. Yes. Right? So that, that's, that's valuable, right? Yes. But for the people of the game, you're right. They would have just bought the lie because the government would just, like, do you really, like, you really think that yeah. they're going to tell you the truth about that anyways? Well, but as the game player... For us to accept Denim as he kind of, um, what's the word? As he matures and well, rejects, as he has his redemption he, arc yeah. from what he did. I think for us to accept what happened here, Leonar had to be the one to kill Duke, not Denim. Even I, though we totally would have yeah. done it, and we were about to. <laughs> and I wouldn't, but, have, I wouldn't have blamed him for it at all. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. But maybe, maybe that was more for the player. But at the same time, like the relationship that like government has with truth, and how truth eventually comes out, like, um, you know, the Duke wasn't able to cover up the the plot to kill the five thousand Bakram. No. The truth ended up getting out somehow. He thought he could cover it up, but he couldn't. So that stuff a lot always happened too. Maybe somebody does figure out Leonard is the one who killed the Duke. Maybe somehow and then the, his plan falls apart, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like 
in in the chaos route where again i like the fact that leonor is the type of guy who has contingencies like this it's like yeah yeah he all he's he smart. wants he's all he freaking wants is to make sure the wall star of future yes. so and then he'll go back I to fail. his family his girlfriend <laughs> and just have a good life <laughs> what's her name um rsl rsl um, and then tell her everything. But yeah, he just wants to fix everything first. Then he can go and He is ruthless in the sense that the only thing that's important to him is that the Wallace Forever future. Yeah. W- whether that requires me to kill innocents, to kill somebody I care about. Younglings. And I would do it a thousand times. Yes. Like, yes. that is all okay. Yeah. It, or if I sacrifice myself yeah. to, then, to the next person who shows promise. The ends are justified yeah. by the means. So I will do all of that mm. if it means that I can usher in this future. However, should I fail, there is another person who I am going to hand that off to who can carry it in the way that they see fit and maybe they're right and I'm wrong. So right. I, I like that mm. dimension to Leonor, the person who's thinking ahead making plans, contingencies, and yeah. that part, Smart. I think, is consistent. What I yeah. don't understand is why he has to pin this on Denim, or why he ha- why it's got to be him or Denim. Well, I think because Especially Denim since Denim is so freaking good. Yes, <laughs> and everyone loves him. In the war. Yeah, use him, and he has no desire, no pretensions to become the king. Well, he does now that you told him yeah. about it. Maybe that's it. Ever since you gave Denim the delusion of grandeur, you have to kill him now. Otherwise, he's going to kill you at some point if you screw up, right? And that is the cycle. Uh, but at the same time, there's also Kachua that would have to be uh, gotten rid of as well. Yeah. Because the only people that knew that Leonar killed the Duke were uh, Kachua and Denim. Unless so he... you kind of just have to kill them now. Because otherwise, just like with the, the Baba yeah. Musa, it, this, the truth gets out. It finds a way to get out. You've got to kill everyone with eyes. I, I guess he could also see Denim as being like the greatest threat to him should yeah. like he not should something agree go wrong. with yeah. the way I'm doing things. Like if I try to do my plan this way, there's no way Denim's going to come along with that. And then I'll end up having to fight him anyway, so it's going to have to be me or him. I could see that being the case. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, just something about That brings us to the end of Chapter 2. Yeah, I have a few. Oh, wait, wait, though. Because when we fight Leonar, Vice shows up. Vice right? shows up, and help. it's actually four on one. Yeah, and Leonar holds his own pretty well. He's really strong, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah, he was really super strong. And then um, in the end, it ends up just being one on one. At least that's how my fight ended up. Yeah, and um, it's actually kind of hard even to get Vice and RSL to stay through the whole battle because you can just wipe, wipe they, them out. They disappear pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean they me. they'll just retreat. But if you yeah. if you have them survive the battle, there's more dialogue you get with them, right? Because mm, yeah. so Denim basically after Leonard gives him his you know little death speech about oh this is before he dies, he, Denim is saying thanks RSL and Vice for helping our paths crossed by chance. That's all. We didn't come here That's to right. save you. Yeah, yeah. We were here. For the Duke, because probably, Denim but. is saying thank you, basically, and yeah. RSL and Vice do not want to be thanked by Denim. No. They're just like, look, we're just you're the lesser of the two evils right now, yeah. but but we don't like you. We have yeah. not forgiven you yet. Yeah, especially RSL. Yeah. So Leonor's death speech. Um, I've got it's it. over. Well yeah. fought, Denim. Go on, finish it. Tell our people. Tell them this: that it was my scheming that brought us here. So you're like right. you're saying. Pin it on me. Yes. So that they'll accept you. I'm the one you. who did the coup, yeah. Yeah. And then, Denim, did you intend this all along? 
that that's where the the question came out. I was like, wait, did Leonar set this all up to where he loses and Denim wins on yeah, purpose? Yeah. Like that would that was really what he wanted. But his next line contradicts that. Yeah, yeah. Either death, yours or yours mine, mine, serves to unite the resistance. Though in truth, I had much rather it been yours. Yeah. So he would have rather have lived. So he didn't intend right. to die. But but if it has to come to that, the the path is set up to where he takes over. Yeah. The new Wallister Alliance will join you. Welcome them. My eyes go dark. My limbs numb. All rests on you now. You have strength. You have the strength. That's where we move into chapter three. Deceiver and deceived. Deceiver and deceived. Is chapter three. And this is where we get that line from Denim that I read last episode. Who can know if the path we choose is right or wrong? I will fear no reproach, for man is a creature of sorrow and fault, and ever will be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no we matter start, what choice you make. We start on that scene of Fidoc Castle. We've already cut her, covered twice with Balfazan being pissed at Martim and Barbus for attacking Rhyme. Yeah, yeah. And Lancelot coming in, and then we're introduced to Oz and Ozma, right? That yes. That plays out basically the thing. same. Then we come back to Almorica Castle. And You've got, wants to leave again. Now, here's one thing I was confused about here. Um, Vice seems to just accept that Denim's going to be your leader. And RSL. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure They're I buy cool it. it. I'm not sure I buy that. No, me neither. Me neither. I don't buy it at all. I, I, would, I would really think that Vice would have fought to be like, no, I'm leading this resistance. Sure. You. Your hands Unless, are dirty. Unless. Yeah. Well, no, they're not going to rally around me like they would you, but I'm not sure I know for certain <clears> that that's how it would go, like that the people would accept Denim, who was the butcher of Goliath. Yeah. Even though Leonor set it up this way, I think there would be certain people for sure, especially those who had already deserted yeah. and gone to fight with Vice, that would not just accept Denim yeah. now. Well, that's essentially what happens. So we see, because Kacho wants to leave again, but we see essentially like a board meeting of like yeah. the leaders of each side. And it goes very differently from the chaos neutral version. Uh, basically, Denim has does have a hard time getting the respect of these people. Yeah. That they're kind of making fun of him a little bit, and they're just kind of like, uh, I didn't take down any specific notes or any specific lines. Uh, but these people don't quite respect him, and they do refer to like, what you as like you're some moral upright person, and then they're like, we're gonna fight for you, sure, but like you know whatever, we'll just wait until the next whoever leads Wallister next, because you're probably not gonna be it. And Denim just kind of has to deal with it because he can't. He needs everybody's support right now. But yeah. they finally unified with him. But he does not have. There's a lot of dissent there. Yeah. I, it's not that I'm necessarily at this point where, like, I can't accept that this could be the result. Yeah. I just feel like there there should have been a scene where they, who's going to be the leader? And it, it, it's between Vice and Denim. Yeah. And I'm not sure... I, I believe that Vice and particularly RSL would just decide, okay, so Denim, either. I'm just accepting Denim as the leader now. Yeah. Particularly when Vice in this timeline did the right thing and yeah. tried to go about it the right way. And he's just going to concede to Denim You now. would think that Vice, even Denim should say, okay, I'll keep fighting the battles, but Vice, you should be the leader. And especially, yeah. And especially if he did grow up feeling like he had always been in, Denim Shadow. Yeah, you'd think he'd be fighting for this right now. And now yeah. I did the right thing. Yes. He did the wrong thing, and I'm still going to be in his shadow? Uh, right. No way. Yeah. So that part to me was, was a little bit hard to believe, that Vice yeah. would just go along with it. But maybe they haven't decided that yet. Maybe they're just kind of sitting as a council, 
And it's not like, okay, Denim, you're the leader. It's like, okay, we're all working yeah. together as equals in this to sort of like figure out what the next step is. I don't know. Well, Vice does offer a lot of strategic input. Um, whenever we're attacking, Vice is usually the one to say, oh, let's go by this route. They won't expect it. Or let's go over here. It's usually Vice saying that, right? Yeah. Um, so he is like Denim's fighting the battles, but a lot of these strategic decisions are actually being made by Vice. Yeah. Well, let me, actually, let me read this. This might actually clarify it for okay, me. Okay, let's hear it. So Vice is saying, we'll go on ahead, you finish up here. So th this is still at Amorica Castle right after Leonard has been killed. Denim says, Vice, can you forgive me? And Vice says, there's no forgiving what you've done. Yeah. You were the Duke's hand in the massacre. There are no words for one so low. Denim has no response. And Vice says, but a man can repent. You did what you thought best. If I were a greater fool, I might have done the same. End this war, Denim. You owe the people of Balmamusa that much. Let that be your atonement. So he's not necessarily accepting him yeah. as a leader. He's saying, you have to go be a part of this plan where you're going to go to like, uh, is it Brigantis? Oh, and yeah. and uh, we're going to basically create another ruse where we bring yeah. like the greater part of their army out to fight me here. Yeah. And you're going to like come from their flank basically. Yeah. And if you accomplish that, that's your atonement. So he's like giving him an opportunity to sort of make up in yeah. a way for what he did. This is, um, but they, they're, <laughs> they haven't like necessarily landed on, okay, you're going to be the leader. They're just splitting you're right. their forces. In fact, vice seems like he's the leader at the moment. Uh, that's yeah. kind of interesting. Um, this is a bit Aragorn paths of the dead ish, right? Yeah, right. Where it's like, you will get atonement if you fight this one battle for us. Right. Uh, that's fun. I like it. Yeah. So I, I think that's more uh, the rationale behind Vice and RSL accepting Denim to fight, not alongside them, but like for it. in the same for the same cause in the same army in separate places. Yeah. And as a result of all of that, Denim's going to come out on top. Vice is going to be in a dungeon tortured by Zabos. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so Denim yeah. coming out on top at the end of this, right. I could see the people rallying around him. That makes and then, sense. And then yeah. Vice saying, okay, you did what I said it would take to atone. Like, I concede to you. That makes more sense to me. Okay, yeah, so I think yeah. we're good there. Yeah. Um, okay. Because Kashua tries to defend Denim here. You have no right to say this, right, about, about Denim. And Denim's like, no, he has the right of it, right? And so Vice leaves with RSO and then Denim and Kashua, well, Denim is gonna go and Kashua's like, this is where they have their split, right? You never you, you, you never considered me, That a lot of the dialogue's the same. Yeah. Why would I care about avenging our father? He's no true father to us, all Yeah, that whole thing. Because um, Kashua's like, Do you, uh, don't tell me that you intend to cross the Brigana Flats and head towards Brigantis. Denim's like, yeah. this again? The pieces are already in motion, sister. If we don't move, then Vice makes his uh, makes for his own doom in Sanji. So right. Vice is the bait yep. for the for Gagastan here. They're going to march out against him, and we have to do this in order right. for Vice's plan to be a success. Otherwise, it's the Bay of Pigs. Like I'm not going <laughs> to speaking not gonna, of government. You know. I'm not going to abandon Vice now. Like yeah. I have to have my atonement now. He just told yeah. me what I had to do. Right, and yep, so yep, yep. this is kind of the source of their split here, where she like, goes back to Goliath. Yeah, this never ends. Um, you're abandoning me, and yeah. she—I see a way more of a point for her in this one than before. Yeah. Um, 
there is another kind of scene here where Denim is recalling an earlier meeting with his sister in Vice. Um, Kashua says, you would match his folly with your own. The enemy has twice our number. Yeah. Uh, his character Peyton, what would you counsel us to do then? Wait here, polishing our armor? And then another person, enough of that, Peyton. The resistance is clearly unmanned. I see. First they lose their duke. Now they can't find their spines. Ha. Um, oh, so this is the scene where they were all counseling. And Vice is like, stop it, both of you. What's the yes. point? Arguing amongst ourselves. Um, the forces massed at Sanji are nearly uh, the Galgastani army entire. Our scouts report that even the garrison from Kretanai has taken the field. You understand the opportunity presents itself to strike at the Hierophant directly. If another means of victory exists, I do not know it. So this is where they come up with that plan. Yeah. Vice is going to take this force to meet them in Sanji. Denim is going to go around and yeah. strike at the flank and take Brigantis and Karitani. And then, yeah, that's that's the plan. And and kill the Hierophant. Kill yep. um, Balbatos. So, yeah, they have their break. Happens in a similar way as before. Kashua goes back to Goliath. Um, let's see. Then we got Hector. Yeah, Hector returns. <laughs> Colder than a witch's teat. <laughs> out, <laughs> that out was in, fun. Out that in was the fun. mountains or whatever. Yeah. Um, Hector uh, is basically, they're, they're making some rounds or something. He he defends Zabos. He's like, don't you dare speak about him, you know, this way, because the guy called him a disgrace or something yeah, yeah. like that. Um, what was interesting in this route, in, in as far as Hector goes, right, Hector, Hector was very interesting. And his father and their family. Hector and his father have this like yeah. ideal about what loyalty and honor mean as knights. Yes. Right? Which means I cannot break my oath right. and uh, openly rebel against my liege lord, even though I don't agree and I don't like what he's made us do. Right. So we don't like Balbatos, but I can't fight him right. because... I swore an oath not to. Yeah. But I can justify not openly and secretly allowing Denim to beat me. <laughs> it's pretty funny the way that they justify it. So that yeah. he can do it instead. Yeah. That is essentially what we learned through this. I think Yugen yeah. uh, ends up yeah. basically saying that, right? Yep. So at Brigantis, they have a whole bunch of Galgastani who were against Babatos, who did right, not yeah. want the blood war. In the dungeons there. They're in prison, yeah. So when you get to Brigantis, because you fight him here, he retreats back to Brigantis. You fight him again at Brigantis, and he brings up this idea, oh, you're here to uh, get all these uh, prisoners to join your side, huh? I see right through you. And he's like, that's not at all why I'm here. But, but th that's Hector planting in his mind. Yeah, yes. That's what you should be doing Take here. Take these prisoners, they'll fight for you. In a non-open rebellion against his liege lord. Yes, it's, that's hilarious, actually. That's really good. Um, and then Denim later on is like, hey, there might be more value to this place than we thought. Yeah. And yeah, that's wonderful. So yeah. Hector wanted yeah. to be defeated by Denim. He wanted to die. He was not willing to go back on his oath. He's, he is willing to die for Balbatos. Yes. But he is not willing to... to allow Balbatos to win yes, this war. Yeah. <laughs> his allegiances are to something higher than Balbatos. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like a screwed up sort of like it moral is. compass. And his father, he and his dad are on the same page. Yes. Right? Where it's yes. just like, yeah, uh, let's let these guys through. Uh, one of the most interesting scenes, because I didn't understand it at first before I got, before I learned from Yunin, like, what was going on here. But yeah. there was that woman, that knight shows up, and she says, hey, 
we should go warn Karitani that the enemy is here. Yes. And basically Hector is like, what? You would abandon your post? She's yeah. like, no, well, someone's got to. Well, who, who should abandon their post? Whoever abandons <laughs> their post is going to get killed for treason. Yeah. There are no deserters in my castle. We stand here and we fight. Nobody goes to Karitani. Yep. If you go there, they'll kill you for abandoning your post. And it's like, oh, geez. First off, I don't, I think any, any military would have a, a contingency. They would have a rule that's like, yeah. hey, don't abandon your post unless you're a messenger who's going to tell us that the enemy's invading. Right. Like, that's fine. Right. But the way, and she was kind of confused by it, um, but he was so adamant and he demands loyalty likely yeah. because of how loyal he is. He demands, you know, perfect loyalty from his subjects. Right. Or from his underlings. And so she doesn't, she can't really question it. So she goes, and I guess she dies, you know, and then um, <laughs> he dies as well. And nobody ever informs Kuritanai. Yeah. Just like what we had seen in, I think, chapter four. Yeah. Um, yeah. That there's a dark knight who refuses to inform um, Lotus. What's his name? The yeah. guy. Uh, uh, Lancelot. Um, Lancelot. Yeah. That yeah. The similar situation happening here. Yeah. There's some some inner mutiny happening even yes. within the Golgastani. Yeah. And so, I mean, you don't even get any of the stuff with Hector formally being married to a necromancer's yeah, daughter. Yeah, none of that. None I mean, of that. You get none of that story in this timeline. Yeah. Hector yeah. is just like, nope, Balbatos needs to go down. And I can't do it myself. Oh, here's Denim. And an I army. will make it look like he defeated me. And I yep. will die defending my liege lord and keep Noble. my honor. Yep. But Balbatos will still lose. And my my conscience, I can go into my grave knowing yeah. that like the right thing happened. So it was pretty interesting. Uh, I think this version of Hector, this timeline this is of cool. Hector, I is my Hector. favorite Hector. Yeah, I liked him. <laughs> I liked him a lot. So, because yeah, yeah, as soon as you defeat him at Brigantis, his father comes yep. out with a bunch of other people. Yeah, it's he's like, like oh, oh, here's, here's the all prisoners. these people that you came for, right? Right? Yeah. Wink, wink. Like, <laughs> this is the, this is the army you came to get, right? <laughs> <laughs> and what what else? I, is, I guess so. <laughs> actually, this part isn't. Uh, this isn't quite so funny necessarily, although it's funny in a weird, in a dark kind of way. But the father ends up c killing himself. Yes. And we only learn about it a little bit later. But it's like they're so committed to their cause and to what they're doing that it's so crazy how they thread the line between – thread the needle, I guess, but about being loyal but also not being loyal at all. Yeah. And, and all that matters is that their conscience is okay with it, I guess, in the end. Like, that's all that matters. They're mostly doing it just so that they can have, you know, they can feel good when yeah. they die. Right. But he can't continue to live after this point, right? Yeah. That's very interesting. So, um, this is where you're introduced to Yugen. Oh, there's another note. Worm, I forgot this one. Knight. Because when we fight Hector, Hector asks us a question. Like, what are you planning on doing here? What is, what is your game? Never mind. The dead seldom accomplish much of note. <laughs> Great line right there. Yeah. He's like, it doesn't matter what our answer is because the dead, you're going to die. And you're the dead, anyway. the dead seldom accomplish much of note. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's good. It's good stuff. It's funny. Yeah. I just like No it. one can fault the dialogue funny. in this game. The no, dialogue is very beautiful. strong. It's very good. And again, that's probably due in large part, especially in this version, to um, Alexander O. Smith, who was the oh, translator right. yes. for yeah. this version of the game. Um, also, good. so when Yunin is first recommended to join our company by Hector's father, um, I'm thinking like, there's going to be a mutiny. This guy's a spy. This is like a mole. Like, mm. this isn't going to work. Mm. Uh, but until you figure out exactly what they were up to, it seems like don't accept that guy. Yeah. Don't let him into your ranks. Now, I, I did, and it's it's a good thing. But part of me was like, why would I just like take his handpicked person and bring him in my party? Yeah. 
So let's just leave it off on saying after this, uh, Balbatos took the bait and went after Vice's army, and his army was essentially destroyed. Yeah. Um, and but then he, but, but he, yeah. Zabos was the commander who led that force, and he lost a lot of men too, right. but they won. But that wasn't important. You learn this as you're like now coming towards Critonai, which is where Balbatos is. Yeah. So you're like, okay, Vice lost. Can't think about that right now. Uh, we're here, and we're just going to freaking take <laughs> just, this castle just keep and going. kill Balbatos and just fetching win the war right now. Let's just do yes. it. So you succeed in doing that, yeah. right? Um, I liked how Balbatos ends up being just, um, uh, what's his name, from Bioshock. Uh, oh, gosh. A Andrew slave Ryan. chooses a man obeys. A, man o- a yeah. slave chooses a man obeys. He, a he chooses, slave obeys a man chooses. He, he a man chooses, chooses a to kill himself, right? Yeah, that was wonderful. He's um, like, you have no choice. You have to bend the knee to us. We've already does. freaking won. He's like, man. you're wrong. I have a choice. I have a choice. Kills himself, right? And um, that was I almost felt for the guy because he thought that he had won. Oh, yeah. He was like, we just won the war. I beat their army. And then all of a sudden this group comes and he's just like, no, no fair. No, no fair. No fair. You cheated. Like he, he can't accept it. But at some, eventually if he has to come face to face with the truth. But yeah. he refuses to be like, you won. All he can say is like, you cheated. That that was not fair. Right. Not fair. I thought that I had won. That is not cool. Um. So... Yeah, we end up killing Balbatos and taking Karitani. And now Zabos, the remainder of the Galgastani main force, yeah. they hear of this before they can come back. And they're like, oh, crap. Like, what do we do now? Let's just Let's go take to Almorica. <laughs> because now we know that their other army is gone. Yeah, there's so nobody defending Almorica. We can take Almorica. So we're yeah. going to go take their castle now. Take yeah. that. And he ends up um, imprisoning and torturing uh, vice. vice with a whip. So he's like whipping him, like tell yeah. me what I want to know and stuff like that. Um, so there is something to be said about the fact that Vice probably knowingly went out to be bait to a yeah. fight that he knew he would probably lose yep. and subjected to this in soon, order yeah. for Denim to win yeah. ultimately and kill Balbatos. As soon as a messenger comes in and tells Zybos, hey, they took Karitanite. And Zybos is like, what? Are you kidding me? Vice starts laughing. And he's yeah. like, he did it. He did it. I can't believe it. He actually did it. <laughs> yeah, right. And it was like, because he, but he refused to talk until that point. It was right. like, I don't know where Denim is. I don't know. I he, he haven't seen him. What do you want me to say? Yeah, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll leave I off there. But they do not kill Vice. No, they don't kill I him. thought for sure. That, that is exactly Vice what I was going to die. I yeah. expected this is how Vice Why would will they be let him his live? end in this because he wasn't in chapter four of the other two routes. Yeah. This must be how he dies here. He's going to exactly. die a noble death, kind of like I had predicted right. in a, a couple episodes ago. Mm. They don't kill him. He survives. They let him go. And he's around. We in meet up with him later. This time. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah. Another note just in general about Yunan. Apparently, he has at some point in his past also killed a bunch of his own people yeah. because he was ordered to do so. Oh, right. And we end up coming face-to-face yeah, with the person who gave that order. This is all stuff that yeah. we will talk about next time. Okay, perfect. Okay. At Almorica, because this nice. is the conversation he has with Zabos. Actually, yeah. um, with Winoa, if she's the one who survives, like I said earlier, instead of okay. the other guy. So yeah. they have a whole conversation about oh, I, this. I look forward to And then that. The, we still have to go all the way to Fidoc. Okay. And do yeah, that whole part. That and <laughs> like Oz and our Ozma has a whole background with Hoberim. And Hobram gets recruited in different ways. There's still quite a lot to get through in Chapter 3, which we'll do next time. 
Um, and then we will try to have those other guys on. We might, we might end up having to do two more because yeah. we need to cover the differences in chapter four, things we missed in chapter four, the rest of chapter three here in law, and then probably at least a little bit of coda to get some of that context that people are talking about that add to the story. Okay. And, and then I would like you at least to respond to some comments and stuff like that. <laughs> okay, okay. So we might have two more after this, but Makes sense. the, the, the yeah, goal will be to do maybe a longer one episode next time. Okay. But we'll see how it goes. Okay. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again next week. Peace out.